0: is the starting Why podcast here we ask entrepreneurs actors investors innovative and artists on the why why they are doing what they are doing what motivates and drives them and why can't they stop we will start in five four three two one
1: hey guys this is joe from starting why and Teda. surprise our project is not dead yet uh, Michelle, actually, we should tell the people that we are in frequent contact, but we used to record a lot of our conversations here, but we haven't done so in the last few months. Do you want to give a little wrap up of what you've been up to?
0: Yeah, sure. So I've been traveling a lot in the last couple of months. I've visited, like I went to Israel for a wedding and then I visited Egypt. Because that's one of the country that was on my bucket list from a long time ago, um, mainly because of their discovery and innovation of math and pie and makeup and paper and a few other innovations that I thought in the pyramids, of course, which to me is longevity. And so I went to Egypt trying to find hyper intelligence, looking for, you know, the AI. <laughs> That is more natural than that than is machine made, and then I went there. Then I went to Lisbon for the NFT conference, and we had a we had a gallery there in uh, one of the nights, and so it was awesome just meeting different artists and talking to different people. And then after that, I I was working on an AI project actually, and. Then I went to Morocco, uh, Casablanca, to work on my AI project. And then I went to Egypt to visit the museum again, trying to find, you know, hyper, hyper intelligence. And looking for, in looking for the, for, you know, a more natural quantum kind of AI, I finally found the answer for it. And then I did some. Arthur in uh, in Egypt uh, met a few people who had art gallery for NFTs. And then I went to Jordan. And in Jordan, I met a few people, spoke about blockchain, spoke about DRC20 tokens and about DAOs. So it was just, you know, and then I also gave a little small workshop on NFTs and how to mint the art on NFT platforms. So that was pretty nice. And then... I went to, then in the Bay Area, I went to an AI LLM uh, conference at Stanford, and it was part of a hackathon. So that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. I also went to Burning Man, and doing the Burning Man, it rained. <laughs> so, it, you know, like when you go to Burning Man, I think you have to learn how to adapt. I think that's part of going there. But this time, you know, I wasn't really ready, even though my friends warned me that it's going to be cold and it's wet. You know, instead I just drove there and I got all wet. So it was really learning how to survive, you know, in a work environment. What do you do with your cars when mud is just all around your tires and just learning how to survive there? And then after I I came back to the, I mean, after I came back to the Bay Area from Burning Man or even before Burning Man, my friend also passed away because of COVID. So there were like a lot of things that I personally dealt with because I think even though it's been three years, I think, you know, I found myself encountering people and friends or family and friends who had to fight COVID. So, you know, and one basically passed away from it. So that was uh, pretty dreadful. Other than that, it was just a lot of AI-focused activities. So that's what I've been doing. Mainly really focusing on AI, focusing on NFTs and blockchain and all the different technology that, you know, hopefully is going to change our lives for the better one day. And then I've been interviewing a lot of people on humanity and technology and how they could change and make our lives better. How about you, Joe?
1: I'm just curious. Is there any interview coming forward for starting Y? Maybe next year?
0: Yeah, I think... You know, I think we should, uh, you know, I'm still really curious about, you know, the motivation of what people, like what their life purpose is. You know, I've been kind of questioning that myself, you know, like, what is my life purpose? You know, my life purpose is not to make money. It is not, you know, I've been helping founders here and there, but is that my life purpose? You know, and if that's life, you know, it, And if that's my life purpose, am I doing it fully well? Because, you know, I've been funding everything myself in terms of helping founders where, you know, I don't have an organization that people actually funded for me, you know? So, you know, and then like, how could I do it at a greater scale, right? So those are some of the things I've been really thinking about. And I think that's related to starting why, because at the end of the day, I'm going back to, you know, what is my life purpose? You know, and how is that going to motivate me to do what I'm meant to do? And I think that's a greater question.
1: I see. For me, 2023 was actually, to be honest, a year to be forgotten. Uh, a year to forget. It uh, Nothing really worked the way I wanted to work from a business where I had a delay, I do believe, of. Hmm, Six months mm-hmm. to get into the fundraising, also due to the economic situation, to uh, having a lot of um, administrative issues, to um, having a family member diagnosed with cancer this fall, and that completely derails your life. That did it for like two months, and now I'm trying to claw back into my normal life. Oh, and uh, and I, I did I did some traveling. I was um, early this year, I do believe in May, I was in Barcelona for EU Startup Summit. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And in fall, uh, actually just in November last week, I was in Paris for Huawei Connect, which was also much more interesting than it sounds at first glance.
0: Yeah. So what have, I mean, what are the three biggest lessons that you learned this year
1: Actually, the most important lesson is focus because you do have, what I do now is writing a to-do list, Mm -hmm. but then I prioritize a to-do list and I start start with the most important stuff in the beginning and then let it drop off in terms of priorities. That also makes me focus much more on the important stuff. Mm which i have to admit right now also includes like a lot of non-business stuff for the time being but i do believe that'll change towards the end of next year hopefully again yeah plus i also started for my startup idea fundraising with an awesome coach thank you by the way where uh we finally start to do some fundraising for a startup idea of mine and i have been actually pretty encouraged because i uh, i have a big address book full of investors and a big list of investors i've worked with in the last few years last decade and Actually, I just need to get them together and I send out a lot of mails. And within a week, I got uh, three scheduled investor pitches, mm-hmm. online pitches, which I do believe is is pretty decent. As long as you're not the former founder of some very, very important, very famous and very successful company, then you would basically get 20 meetings the next week.
0: Okay. What are you looking for forward to in twenty? 24
1: i'm <laughs> getting back to normal life yeah. i i actually already started to do some planning for next year mm-hmm. it, it's usually the case that around october i do get a paper-based wall calendar where I do you have a rough overview of the year so i can already tell where are the holidays for me personally and for my franchise and um, the holidays in germany the few across europe the ones in the us and some of them in china are of importance and they'll all instantly get noted on my calendar there and i basically from there start to do some kind of planning for also vacation recreation time but i have to admit it uh, due to many different reasons mostly my sick family member it didn't work that way the last time i I could really relax for something like more than one or two days was Christmas last year. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm really feeling the strain. So everything is tiresome, everything is burdensome, and you just don't have enough energy to be really creative, to be really... On top of your game, it gets harder and harder, and I'm really looking forward to have at least a few days off around Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm well, Thanksgiving is next week, so I'm particularly excited about it. You know that that it's the holiday and it's coming. So, how do you? How do you? Are you excited about the holidays, uh, particularly Thanksgiving and and Christmas this year?
1: Yes and no, maybe. Thing is i actually don't have like any big demands for um christmas presents yeah you, you just want to have a healthy family yeah but i'm looking forward to spending time with my family if this is possible this year yeah so the, 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 that's basically like the, the 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 two sides of the story for me how about you?
0: Yeah, I'm really not that materialistic. So, like, for me, I love spending time, you know, with, with my dad, uh, mainly in my family, mainly because uh, my mom had just passed away last year. Is it last year? Or a year <laughs> before that. Like, I, I don't... It's Yeah, I think it was last year. And it was really hard for me because, you know, it was, it was kind of like a sudden, like, I thought she was feeling better. And all of a sudden like she actually visited me at the beginning of march you know and then by the end of march like in the middle of march i think the uh, chemo was really really bad and she had you know passed away and it was it was really really sad for me because it was my first time where i encounter a family member passing away so but then i i we i had to kind of focus and you know still work You know, and then also take care of my dad because he was really depressed. So, and I think by being together, we both felt better towards the end, you know. But, um, so I was really, I was really grateful for that. Otherwise, it was, it was really, really hard, you know. I mean, I think, I think if it's a, like, you know, like, I think if she didn't get better and then gets worse, you know, I think that's different. But I was kind of expecting her to be better, you know, but I think the chemo really killed her because she got sick right after she had it, and and just seeing, like it, it was almost like a horror movie. I must say, you know, like with all the technology that we have, you know, um, seeing her going through what the pain that she went through, you know, all the things that she came out, you know, from her body was was really bad, and then seeing seeing, I mean, her her bones and everything were diminished. Uh, pretty much. So it was it was really sad. And, uh, you know, the, I, I was I was really focusing on the positive side I was focusing on my dad and, you know, and then I think, you know, even when I was advising or helping a few founders, I have a few founders actually yelled at me for not helping them. And there were a lot of people who turned on me uh, because of the hard times that I had dealing with The death of my mom, which was kind of saddening, you know, like it was really sad. I didn't really expect that, but it happened. You know, like how do people, you know, expect to take from me when I was in such a state, you know, where my mom had just passed, you know, I was close to her. My mom, my dad was depressed. And people just kind of expected for me to give, you know, without even compensation. I mean, it was, you know, for me, it was, it was just unreasonable, you know, but I survived that. And, you know, I kind of focus on, you know, the good, you know, like, you know, what could we do? How do we, you know, how do we take care of our dad so that he feels better? So he's not depressed, you know, so that we can continue to live, you know, And, and that was like the primary focus you know, and then while, while I was working at the same time, you know, and and when, like, it's it's always really hard when something had happened, but I've learned, you know, like to trust. And, you know, I've learned about the, the healthcare system too, you know, like I, you know, like, we had our mom home and the nurse, basically, who was taking care of my mom, just kept talking about like, how she's going to die in front of her. And I didn't like that. I thought that was, You know, that was really bad, you know, like where she was talking about her funeral, you know, she told us to prepare for it. And this is when she could listen and hear stuff and she could, you know, and she could see, you know, and and the nurse was saying that in front of her. You know, so I kind of asked that, you know, if you have, you know, a parent who has cancer or who's home, you know, so that so that she could be taken care of that you don't employ or have a nurse that basically assume that she's gonna be or you know your family member is gonna be dead soon and, and saying that in front of her, you know, because that impacts their mental health. But so that's one thing I learned and 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 just kind of really spending more time, you know, with the people because like after they pass, you, you can't spend time with them again. Uh, so that's another thing I learned is just really keeping positive. Uh, Ensuring that they're positive and then just spending a lot of time with them, you know, and then just really taking care of them so that there's no regrets.
1: I would totally agree with you. Um, I would also like to share that we are only sharing this right here, right now, just to to show everybody that everybody has a tough time. There are always always times when you feel like uh, your life is driving over a cliff. But you still have to manage to get through, and also, um, the day is always a light on the other side of the tunnel. Only if you're very, very unfortunate, is a train coming your direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, you know, like just sure. I think. I, I mean, sometimes, like like my friend passed away, and you know, I remember I went to I went to a uh, salon uh, on a. I think it was on a Saturday. And then I asked my other friend, I was like, hey, uh, what happened to our friend? And then that night I texted him and he said he has, you know, he has COVID, but he's going to be better the next day, which is going to be his third day with COVID. And then the next morning, you know, and I I trusted him. I thought he's going to be better. You know, the next morning, one of my other friends was just like, oh, he just passed, you know, like that night. So it it was, it was really sad. You know, he was, he was fairly young and, you know, it was really disturbing me, disturbing to me because, you know, it's been the third year of COVID and, you know, I thought things are going to be better, but it seems like more and more people are getting it. And it doesn't seem like our state or our country is doing much about it or people are not talking much about it, even though it's still deadly. You know, I, I went to LA for a hackathon. And I remember I was at my uncle's house and he has, you know, he also, you know, had had, uh, COVID the day of. And and as soon as I found out, I, you know, basically we drove him to the hospital and like he couldn't breathe. So, you know, it was really disturbing to me how, you know, something that is like has been around for three years, hasn't been, you know, taken care of. You know, we have tests. But that's about it. Like what you know, like we have to tell educate people, like what to do when someone is diagnosed with COVID, you know, so that you know you know people don't even have to think about it. Like I really insisted to take my uncle to the hospital because you know with precondition, is it's really deadly. And so you know, and and you know when I when I when I drove back from LA to the Bay Area, you know, same thing, you know, like you know again COVID. So I, I just wish that, you know, that the world will be better, you know, that we can have a handle of such situations so it doesn't really impact, you know, the people's lives, the citizens, you know, like if, if you're someone who's making a law, you know, or regulations that could impact the people, you know, think about it. These these are the people, you know, who could be your family and friends, you know, and they could be con con Contributing to society in in a really good way. So, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to see certain people destroyed and died, you know, and and that's the the bottom line. You know, I feel like there's a responsibility and accountability to take care of the population. Mm.
1: Well, there there was a lot of negative news on last year. We could add something about the economy and so on and so forth. But I would say from now on, only positive vibes would have been would have been positive experiences for you in last year. J- j- just highlight a few.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> of course, like going to. Uh- <laughs>
1: How would you like it if I call myself now the chief karma officer here at One? <laughs> no, I
0: mean, I mean, I think I think I'm still positive, you know. I think it's just more a call, you know, for for countries to take action to take care of their citizens. That's all. <laughs> I had a, I had a good time, uh, you know. I like going to Asia, learning about you know, visiting the art galleries, um, talking about NFTs. And then also Jordan as well. You know, I think I've I would you know I I, I had you know uh, a wedding in Israel. I went and met with some uh, business partners, but I wouldn't have been to the Middle East. You know, had I had I've gone to the the wedding, and it's kind of sad to me. Oh, well, I don't wanted to talk about the war because <laughs> that would be negative. You know, but I think I think humanity just just. Realizing that all humans are the same all around the world, you know, is it's a good thing. You know, of course, in Jordan, I, I've met a people who are Palestinians, you know, who, who are just people. You know, I don't think they're anything less. I think they're, I don't think they're more dangerous. I think that's positive, you know, like <laughs> that we are, that we're all humans. And then going to Egypt, you know, like just learning about the pyramids learning about the people who actually invented so many things before we had AI. I mean, that is incredible. You know, I think that's positive. Just really seeing innovation from years and years and years ago that had contributed to advanced civilization. That's positive, right? And so I think those are some of the things that I valued, you know, and just making friends from all around the world, knowing that we are all humans that we are one
1: let me try maybe start with some small things um thanks to my kids i'm now a big fan of um hot chocolate bombs <laughs> they are basically bowls of chocolate f- most of the time filled with marshmallows and if you pour hot uh, if you pour hot um, milk over it it will turn into a hot chocolate with marshmallows wow. awesome invention yeah, that's one of the good things. Also, I got to travel a lot. I get to spend a lot of time with my family. And actually, I'm now, uh, as Startup Radio, cooperating with um, an advertising agency. And I really pushed my podcast um, up to more than 200,000 listener streams, um, downloads a month in October. That was That was pretty amazing for me that was uh that was like double woodstock
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome what do you discover when you're traveling like what are some of the things that you learned from from your travels
1: uh, it always helps when you uh speak a foreign language mm-hmm. actually i had a lot of fun um trying to understand my uber driver when i was stuck two hours in paris rush hour yeah um his english wasn't good my french is non-existent (laughs) but we still tried to we still tried and managed to communicate it it was a very funny thing i think he he also enjoyed to ride as soon as he realized that i was not pissed at him for being stuck in rush hour because
0: it was just not his fault yeah yeah i love i love uber drivers i think i learn a lot from them (laughs) Thank you, all the Uber drivers, for driving me around and for talking to me. I learned a lot from you.
1: (laughs) Mm, That's pretty good. Besides that, I am looking forward to the next year. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, uh, everybody gets better and avoid a lot of mistakes and keep working with you. Uh, But, by the way, I'm one of the entrepreneurs you are working with, you're coaching, and I hope I was one of the few guys who was mean to you. (laughs)
0: No, you are you are good. You you're good. You're one of my best. No, the the other guys, I actually just pushed back on working with them, uh, because a lot of things had happened last year, and yeah, I I I don't know what happened. Like even though we don't have contracts, and I told them I cannot work with them. You know, I think they mm-hmm. just kind of blame me.
1: See that that was also something. I learned this year, no matter how much trouble you're in, you can't just yell at the next best person. (laughs) It helps you like for a few minutes, uh, maybe an hour to release your stress, but then you're back again. So you have to find other ways to compensate this stress, for me, for example, it was journaling, meditating, yeah. and go running, and of course, tr- tr- drinking liters and liters of hot chocolate. For for the Americans, that's a lot of answers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I meditate every day actually, especially last year. Like I basically every day, you know, we try to go to the waters. You know, and, and it, was, it was super, super hard for me, right? So, you know, I think, I think it kind of helped. Making sure that I spend time with my dad really helps. You know, I, I uh, spend time with my dad as much as I can. You know, given that, I, I mean, you know, even though his spouse died, it's more of his mental health, right? Because he's also an elderly. So I just want to make sure that he maintains a good mental health. You know, so I do spend time, a, a lot of time with my dad. You know, like, so, so actually, it's kind of interesting, because like, we both felt better, because we spent time together, you know, which is, which is awesome. And I think, you know, I think, like, with, you know, with, uh, with, with the other person, I I mean, you know, like, I think, you know, like, when, when you have like 10 founders, you know, some of the founders are very psychopathic, because sometimes, you know, you have very psychopathic you know, founders who just wanted to start a company for money and greed and power. And it's not necessarily to solve a problem. And they, even though they look nice, you know, their attitude and everything might might not be. And so you could kind of like, it kind of shows. And it's actually a blessing that it kind of happened because then, you know, you're like, oh, okay, you're like this. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm not coaching them. Because I wouldn't want to coach them anyways, right? And it's kind of good to have to to know early. (laughs) Because you don't want to coach someone who's like, you know, kind of weird like that. So, you know, it's actually a positive sign, you know. And then then just kind of like focusing, I think sometimes it's kind of good to have time to be practical about life. You know, working on settling, you know, taking care of yourself, self-love. So, like, I try to journal. I try to meditate every day. Well, I actually, don't try. I just do it like every day. And, you know, of course, that's helped me a lot, right? To really focus, you know, like, I like, I like advising founders because it's kind of nice to see that progress, you know, from zero to one to like, you know, from like having a really unclear you know, situations and having a clear idea of where they're going, you know, and and to actually make a difference in the world, right? So that, you know, they can hire, they can build companies, so they can hire other people, they can make jobs, you know, and they can change other founders or even other people in a more positive way, you know, and and, and I think, I think, you know, having more competition actually helps the average consumer so that they can, they can make better choices
1: any specific plans for next year. And, 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 you know, every time we're talking about our plans for next year, what always comes to mind are two things, two sayings. Uh, one of them, you know, the best way to make God laugh,
0: what is that? tell
1: him your plans. <laughs> and, and the other thing I do, I do believe, don't quote me on it, but I do believe it's um, from, uh, from a writer, uh, forecasts are always difficult especially concerning the future
0: yeah i think i'm just like next year i'm just really grateful you know and just like kind of like every day I focus on what i'm grateful for so i have like a grateful journal that i write in you know and it, it, mm-hmm. it could be like one of two things right so like today mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll be mean, like i'm grateful for a cheeseburger like oh well yesterday i was grateful for a, che- a cheeseburger that I ate. it was really really good so <laughs> so that was something that i would do To to be grateful for life, you know, for the fact that we could live, you know, that we were healthy and that, you know, like that, you know, that we think we can like actually do things that we want. And, you know, to to be able to take action, you know, I think, you know what I mean? Like just even for simple things like a Starbucks coffee, you know, or, or going to the park, right, and seeing leaves and flowers or going to the ocean to see the water. I mean, just like very simple stuff. So, like next year, I, I, I wanted to focus on more of that and just, you know, and just really be more serene, more calm, to be, to feel a little bit more grateful. I think that's, that's like probably like the, mostly the only thing I focus on is, it's just yeah. really, you know, it's like that self care, you know, that peace, right? Every day.
1: How mm-hmm. about you? That That's something I also learned. And it, it was great how often I got this year with my with my little one in the buggy to to just walk to Starbucks uh get a pumpkin spice latte and walk back and basically he he was sleeping the whole time very relaxing experience and I haven't done this since because I, I always felt stressed out um due to uh, for one reason or another but basically if you're already hit rock bottom it doesn't get any worse yeah
0: yeah i i love um yeah, I just went to Starbucks this morning and had a caramel macchiato. And they were asking me about what kind of coffee I wanted. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. And the guy was looking at me. I was like, what? I was just like, well, because every time I go to Starbucks, I just ask for a caramel macchiato. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> but people would
1: people assume ca- caramel and some milk.
0: Yeah, well, she was. At, he was asking me about whether I wanted roasted beans or not, and I was like, I really don't know what, like, what's in there. <laughs> it was funny, but he was really nice. I, I basically, I told him I was like, I don't drink coffee except for Starbucks. <laughs> i don't know my coffee that well i mean i don't know what's in it and i didn't i didn't look i think i think someone leaked their recipe i did not look to it online i didn't plan to copy it i don't even know how to make it actually
1: <laughs> well uh, there the, uh, should, should i tell the secret um <laughs> milk with 1.8 percent fat 75% Coffee, twenty percent sugar, four point seven percent. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> and and, and so, some other ingredients for stabilization, um, taste, and so on and so forth. Um, the, according to the, the the German website of Starbucks, so um,
0: <laughs> oh, it was always <laughs> there's always a lot of sugar in it. Experience, <laughs> Joe. It's always like experience of going to Starbucks, yeah, and not having people stare at you and just being able to do your work, right? So like it's it's like every time I can get a coffee, it's not because I'm paying six dollar and three cents for a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> or small coffee, but it's more of, you know, when it goes in an environment where I can order my coffee and people leave me alone, I can, you know, hopefully get a table to sit at. You know, the coffee is, you know, standard. <laughs> and that's it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I actually have another great experience from last year. Um, my four year old went uh together with me for the first time to the uh to the movies in the cinema. Uh-huh. That was great, even though I had to suffer through, I do believe like sixty seventy minutes Paw Patrol, but he enjoyed it, and so it was great for me as well. What,
0: will you go? will you go there again with him? Or
1: yeah, it was totally.
0: It's awesome. Yeah. I haven't gone to a movie for years and years. Um, mm-hmm. I, like I haven't sit. For, our, for like two or three hours in a the movie theater for a long time. So that's awesome. What are you looking forward to in 2024? I mean, do you think that... How do you think the world has changed next year? What are some of your forecasts?
1: Um, forecast for the world? Well, uh, I likely will have gained some weight. <laughs> Be a little bit more relaxed, less hair. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, uh, business will have picked up, have some uh, fundraising... And I'm not too sure about what else to do. Usually, I do already have like a lot of events on my schedule and stuff like this. But actually, this year, there is not a lot of stuff that I've already planned out to do yet, Mm -hmm. which does take a lot of stress away from me. Which I really like, but I do believe I'll have a few events marked in my calendar throughout the year, um, at least towards the end of the year, and will attend them. Uh, the vacationing with the family would be great, and yeah, uh, I think that's it.
0: What do you think about technology, though? Right, AI became really popular in 20, 2023. I mean, there's I, there has
1: I, been so I, much I, drama I, with it, right? Yeah, yeah, I. I actually do believe that we will see the effects of the effects of what AI can really do for us only starting next year, going forward like five to 10 years, because it's usually not a problem of the technology, but it's a problem of the people's mind that has to change for them in order to really properly integrate them in the processes, in the production lines, in the whatever, and then you can really use them. I do believe like um, a lot of consultancies don't allow on purpose their people not yet to use chat gpt or related ai tools there will be a lot of tools especially for those clients and when they're ready they'll start using it and efficiency will improve so that means you will need fewer workers to do the same job and the question is what they will do i don't have an answer for that and i don't have an answer on the timeline but i'm sure it will happen somehow yeah besides that i I don't think we will see a resurrection of blockchain. I think that that went through the hype cycle. And I do believe there are now a lot of stuff that is done in terms of distributed ledger technology, but it doesn't have to be necessarily blockchain anymore. I've seen that quite a lot, that um, a lot of alternative technologies in this area are used right now. For example, when you're talking about Um, Central banks, digital currencies, they are all working behind the logic of blockchain, but the underlying technology is not necessarily blockchain. It may be similar, it may be a little bit more advanced, and it may be a little bit more scalable, but blockchain was really, really necessary to get the breakthrough for all these uh, technologies as a kind of gate opener. So has been um, OpenAI as well for AI tools in work, in private life, in production, in whatever. And maybe we'll see next year something similar, but I'm not sure yet what it will be. But I'm really, really sure that AI in industry, in like professional service area is just at the starting point.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, I would like to see more access to it, though, especially in uh – Less developed countries, you know, who are facing inflation, I hope that these technologies will help people make a a better living, so that they can support themselves and their mm-hmm. families.
1: Yeah, that would be great as well. I don't have like any specific thing I will be like really aiming for. I think I'm now at a stage of my life, especially uh, with all the things that happened to me in like last three years where I am a little bit more relaxed and enjoy a little bit more life without like a precise planning for each day, for each week, for each quarter. But what I really, really, really want to do is like taking a few days off each, a few days off each quarter in order to be able to have a little bit more energy to be even more relaxed than
0: before. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm. Hopefully, there's gonna be more peace <laughs> next year. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of like you know. I, I wish that the war in Ukraine, the war in Israel. I hope those those war will kind of uh, dissipate because I think a lot of people have uh, a lot of innocent people um, are dying from it, and that you know uh, I hope that you know uh, that that as founders and as people who are starting enterprises, I hope we think about how we can build with what we do a better world uh, for for tomorrow, for, especially for the, the next generations to come.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you that war is always a very bad thing to happen to whoever. It happens, and usually the leaders who started suffered least, and the people who can't do a lot about the decision suffer the most. Yeah, I think that's pretty unfair.
0: Okay, um, I I hope that everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving. I'm really grateful for you listening to us and being patient with us through the year. I think sometimes life happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes life happens, and you know, I hope that you know, if you are going through nothing <laughs> which is awesome and and enjoying your thanksgiving and the holidays please continue to do so and if you're going through somewhat of a crisis right now i ask that you hold on and persevere things will get better
1: yes hope everything um will be better and hope you guys are well and that they stick with starting why and uh, Michelle will promise us that she will publish a few interviews during 2024. Right? Yes. Awesome. Now we have it on record.
0: <laughs> I was tricked. Too. I was tricked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you're the lawyer here.
0: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Um, Joe, it's good to catch up again, and thank you, thank you everyone for listening.
1: Thanks guys have have a happy thanksgiving merry christmas happy new year happy holidays bye bye